I just give myself permission to suck. I delete about 90% of my first drafts, so it doesn't really matter if on a particular day I write beautiful and brilliant prose that will stick in the minds of my readers forever, because there's a 90% chance I'm just going to delete whatever I write anyway. I find this hugely liberating. John Green. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 73. I'm Caitlin, your host. Today I'm introducing a new series called Analyzing Successful Writers and Why They've Had Success. So I'm going to be breaking down um, various writers in different episodes and kind of giving you a little background on what they write and how they got discovered and what attributes I personally think make them so successful. So you guessed it, today we are doing John Green. He is the young adult author who rose to prominence for his novels The Fault in Our Stars, Paper Towns, and Looking for Alaska, among others. He writes gripping, coming-of-age stories with insightful characters, clever metaphors, and he's not afraid to tackle serious subjects like mental illness, cancer, and death of loved ones. There's really a lot going on in his stories. They're all very authentic woven together and I really really enjoy reading his stories. A lot of YAF is too immature for me and I don't have the taste for it as I once did as a young adult but I still find myself being really interested in John Green's books and that was proven to be true when I read I think it was about three years ago um, Turtles All the Way Down which is his latest um, novel. So how did he get discovered? He was originally set on becoming a priest. He worked as a chaplain at a children's hospital in Ohio for several months, but um, he found the experience too traumatic, and later on he would use that experience as the inspiration for The Fault in Our Stars. He then worked for Booklist, critiquing literary fiction, and ended up publishing Looking for Alaska in 2005. That was his first novel that he published. Of course, this novel was incredibly successful. It went on to be becoming a huge bestseller. Um, it won lots of awards. It was very, very successful. He also started a YouTube channel with his brother Hank in 2007, and he rose to prominence on YouTube as well as being an author. And I think there's definitely something to be said about how he used YouTube as a platform to grow his writing audience. Um, I don't think, unfortunately, that niche advantage of being on social media is really out there now as it was in 2007, but I think that's really cool and I think that's something for writers to keep in mind is to try to grow their platforms on different uh, mediums, you know, whether it is YouTube, whether it's podcasting, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, um, just, you know, keep growing your platform. So besides the YouTube channel, there's nothing really in his background that really stands out to me. He did go to a good college. I believe he went to Kenyon College, but he didn't go to Ivy League. You know, he wasn't educated at Yale or Dartmouth or Penn. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't know him personally, but it seems like he really he really became a notable writer through the quality of his work. So why have his novels had so much reach? Why are we still talking about looking for Alaska 17 years later? Number one, his characters are very dynamic and intriguing people. In a genre like YF, where oftentimes the characters are kind of tropey, predictable kids, cheerleader meets football player, you know, John Green gives each of his main characters little quirks, extensive backstories that he explores fully, and he gives them interesting hobbies that are not of the norm. 
For example, Quentin in Paper Towns has a best friend named Radar, whose parents have the world's largest collection of black Santas. This provides some comedic relief and also diversity, and that's not something that I personally know that anyone else does. You know, it's a pretty unique hobby. I haven't seen this character attribute in any other stories. Likewise, Augustus in The Fault in Our Stars keeps cigarettes in his mouth, but he doesn't smoke them to show that he exerts this power over his life. He's not going to do the thing that kills him. It's a metaphor that runs deep, and again, it's not something I have seen before. I think we are drawn to John Green's novels because of these warm and quirky characters that we haven't seen before, that carry the novel, that carry the more predictable genre of YF as contrasted to a thriller. Similarly, in Turtles All the Way Down, Asa Holmes and her best friend, Daisy Ramirez, eat at Applebee's. And this is actually the opposite of my first point, but this familiar activity of of eating at Applebee's makes us feel a part of the group because we also eat at Applebee's with our friends and families. And so we are drawn to this familiar aspect of these characters. So for me, that's something I really remember about John Green's novels is how good his characters are. Can you as a writer structure characters like John Green? Make them interesting, make them authentic, give them different hobbies that are not the norm, give them unique names like Radar, Quentin, Azza. Those are names we don't really hear often. Number two, this is a point I'm going to make in a lot of these series where the author writes books where although they are not a series, they have a similar premise with a similar plot structure that is geared towards a specific group of readers. This allows the stories to have reach. Most of his stories are about young people facing insurmountable difficulty, as in Turtles All the Way Down, the main character is battling depression, she's battling the death of her father. Fault in Our Stars, the protagonist is battling cancer. So these people are faced with these insurmountable losses and they must navigate the world based upon that information. However, these losses do not define the characters. They still have very distinctive personality attributes. Humor and metaphor is also used to tell the story. It's the same kind of humor, same kind of metaphor, all written in first person. We know what we're getting from John Green. We know what to expect from him and how he's going to structure these novels. Although his plots are compelling, John Green also uses more literary elements to tell his stories, which really gives his novels a unique writing style that sets him apart from other YF authors that don't include as many literary elements. So how can your stories have reach to an audience? Consider writing about similar topics and similar styles, and who knows? Maybe after a couple books, you yourself will have an audience as well. Number three, voice. This is one of my favorite things about John Green. It feels like all of his characters are talking to you. He utilizes this very deep first-person point of view, and it comes through as being really voicey. He takes us through each and every character's backstory. He uncovers the roots of Az's OCD. He explores the history of Q and Margot. He makes the characters feel real by taking us to Applebee's and all of these different places within the novel. I have a whole episode on how I think you can write voice. I think it's tricky, and I think some writers do have a more innate grasp on it, and I would say John Green has this impeccable innate grasp on writing voice, and it's something where I know I will want to read his future novels because I like the way he tells the story. Number four, 
He combines the cozy mystery element with YAF. This is a big selling point. This is a very catchy genre. Um, I think if you can either incorporate cozy mystery or romance into another genre, you have the potential for a really well-developed story. And when John Green combines cozy mystery with YAF in Paper Towns, Turtles All the Way Down, and Looking for Alaska, um, we see, again, this theme throughout his work. And each of these stories is about a deeper topic, but it also includes a cozy mystery to spark our interest from a high level and keep the plot moving. So as a writer, consider incorporating elements of cozy mystery into your story to keep your readers interested. And number five, I believe he is true to his artistic vision. And you might be like, Caitlin, how do you know that? You don't know him personally. Well, I think he's true to his artistic vision because all of his books and characters and places feel really authentic to me. It feels like I could be there in these worlds. It doesn't seem forced, and I think that this authenticity really comes across in his writing, and I think he's really writing about things that he cares about, that he wants to explore, because his stories just feel so right. Sometimes he might make a bit of a political point, but he's never overly political. He's never taking us in directions that would be inauthentic to these young people. So always remain true to your artistic vision, and not the current trend. Let me know what your favorite John Green book is and why by sounding off in the comments. For me, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. I really do like Looking for Alaska, but The Fault in Our Stars is one of the most compelling books I've ever read. And Turtles All the Way Down is really compelling as well, and I really like the character of Asa Holmes. I would say, if anything, I could pick a least favorite more easily, and that would be Paper Towns. I just don't think it's as compelling as the others. It's not as deep, but it is a humorous story that I enjoyed. Um, but anyway, let me know what you thought of this episode. As always, keep writing, keep reading, and keep querying, and I will talk to you on our next road trip.